Hour News. As it happens, when it happens, wherever it happens. Local, regional, and global. Only on Q95, the big station. Q95DA.com. Right on Q. This is the Midday News for Wednesday, August 24. In the headlines, economist Dr. Thompson Fontaine laments Dominica's economy has gotten worse in 2022 as compared to 2021 and will progressively continue to worsen in the coming years. 24 pounds of cannabis with an estimated street value of $144,000 was seized at the General Post Office in Antigua on Monday after the police and customs conducted a joint drug operation. And President Biden is poised to forgive up to $10,000 federal student loan debt for millions of Americans making less than $125,000 a year, with just one week left before student loan payments resume in September. The news is brought to you. Compliments, Quartz Dominica Limited. Be ready for school with the coolest deals from Quartz. Free gifts with your back-to-school purchases, plus big discounts on cell phones, computers, printers, televisions, and more. Shop today with no cash and get instant credit on three to 48 months credit plans. Save big with great deals and head back to school in style. Only from Courts, bringing value home. Conditions apply. The state of the country's economy in 2022 is worse as compared to the situation in 2021, said economist Dr. Thompson Fontaine, speaking on the Global View on Q hosted by Sheridan Gregoire last night. Dr. Fontaine projected that the economy will continue to decline as a result of the government's lack of attention and direction and its poor planning and management. And part of that problem that we're having is because of neglect. Our government, the government of Dominica, has not tended to Dominica's economy. They have not devoted the time. They have not devoted the energy. They have not devoted the expertise. They have not devoted the human resource. They simply have abandoned the economy to its own work or to its own workings. And because of that, we have a situation where on a yearly basis, the economy is getting worse and worse and worse. Why do I say that? We have a contracting economy. He further stated that one of the best ways to determine the progress of a country's economy is what happens to domestic tax collections. So you want to see whether or not you're doing better on a yearly basis. Because if you're collecting more tax, and bear in mind, we have a value-added tax system in Dominica. Every, Particularly every item that you purchase in Dominica 15 cents, or I think it's 15 to 17 cents, goes to the government of Dominica. So if your economy is growing, if more goods and services are coming into the country, if more jobs are being created, you'll have higher personal income taxes. If more goods and services are coming into the country to service construction or to do other things, then your taxes will be increasing. But if you look at the numbers, for example, in 2016, government collected close to $370 million in taxes. In 2021, that was down to $333 million. That's a net reduction over five years. So that tells me that the economy is contracting.
Economist Dr. Thompson Fontaine. Meantime, financial consultant Ronald Lander is concerned with the status of Dominica's economy, especially after looking at the national debt of $1.64 billion, as stated in the auditor's report for June 2021. He wondered where has the money gone after he compared the national debt of 2022 with that of the year of 2000, when the national debt was $500,000. So our national debt has been increased by over a billion dollars. Where has that money gone to? Auditors report again saying for 2021, we've got a deficit of $51 million. We spent more in expenditure than we raised in revenue to the extent of $54 million. And our bank balance in 2021 was $43 million. Lander recalled 2019 to 2020, where the government's overdraft was so high that a transfer from overdraft to loan had to be undertaken. But having a national debt in excess of your GDP in 2020, our national debt was 109% of our GDP. So our national debt is over 100% of the GDP. This is unsustainable. It's going to be very difficult to service that level of debt. And when you look at the GDP, there are certain questionable contributions. You look at three majors of our GDP, agriculture, which are one of the major areas in the GDP still. And when we look at it, we see our Haitian friends are making a substantial contribution to agriculture in Dominica. Financial consultant Ronald Lander. In the final segment of a previous Global View on Q program, the panelists discussed the issue of rising crime and violence in the nation and offered ideas and solutions to the problem. Host Mr. Sheridan Gregor expressed high hopes that the program's listeners will use the information to reflect on and improve their lives and their society. He said the program's goals are to bring people together rather than to create rivalry and conflict. Mr. Gregor argued that instead of wasting time backbiting and dividing, we should spend our time self-actualizing and appreciating all the natural endowments that have been given to us. He believes that in order to improve our lives in every aspect of our society, we should make good use of our human and natural resources and work toward realizing and self-actualizing our full potentialities create that enabling environment which will allow every one of us to be able to self-actualize and be the best that we can be and accomplish the most that we can accomplish. Remove all these things about poverty and mendicancy, use the natural and man-made resources that we have, the God-given resources, and let's elevate all of our people. Let's bring people together. Still wasting time, everybody backbiting and say I'm red or I'm blue and this and that. Why not spend time self-actualization realize all the gifts that you have that you've been given yeah. given the opportunity to do that i think that's what we need to do and that's why we always see when we have these discussions we don't have any divisiveness or malice yeah. or you know moving and backbiting and calling people's names and i'm hoping that the people who are listening to us like the police and like the policy makers and like all the people the young people all the people in every rung of society they take away from it what, what we hope they will take away. We're not here to criticize or to, we're here to just help to see how we can bring everybody together to make it better for every one of us. Host of the Global View on Q, Sheridan Gregor. Children and parents are now empowered with an alarm system for children in the form of a book that teaches them to use their voice power to deactivate predators. 
holder of a PhD in biomedical sciences and author Dr. Shamina Obuchan, recently published her new book titled If You Touch, I'll Tell, and it is making serious waves in the literary and education community. It is described as being more than just a book, but rather an alarm system for children. Parents need to be sure that their children are aware of the potential danger and harm that threatens them. Speaking in an exclusive interview with Economist Dr. Thompson Fontaine on the hot seat this morning, Dr. Buchan shared her life story, the motivation behind the book, and some of the lessons that can and should be taught to us all as a society. The statistics are horrifying, and um, I'm a scientist by training, so Dominica is tied with Jamaica for the most reported sexual abuse cases against minors in the Caribbean. Dominica is like so much smaller and we have so fewer people in Dominica than we have in Jamaica. So if mm-hmm. you want to compare Jamaica to Dominica, that means Dominica is leading by far. But I'll, I'll tell you a couple of things. One, people do things because they know they can get away with it. That's the first thing I will say. Two, I believe that a lot of these men and women who, do the, who commit these crimes were abused themselves. Um, science has shown that people who sexually abuse children were definitely abused in the past. So, for example, what I mean is a child who was severely battered in the past could turn around to be a sexual abuser in the future. So one form of abuse can turn into a different form of abuse or one form of abuse may turn into several forms of abuse in the future. That makes sense considering, you know, our culture. Think about how strict parents still are today in the Caribbean. Just try to imagine how these perpetrators grew up. And I'm sorry. Just because you were battered and abused when you were a child does not give you the right to grow up to do it again. Because, for example, me, I know what it felt like to be abused. Why would I want to do that to somebody else? So if you know that you were abused and then as you grow up, you get the urge to abuse, I I think you should consider finding help. Talk to somebody. And I'm not sure whether we have the services in Dominica to do that, but we need to figure that out. She attributes her literary success as a reflection of God's grace and love for the children of this world. They thought it was a really, I did a really nice job. And I mean, I'm, I'll be forever grateful to them because I mean, I went from being a no-name author to now, I mean, people know my name across the world. So I I cannot thank CBS Mornings enough. And from there, I mean, um, I was, Fox News actually got a hold of me and I've been, I did a podcast with Fox News Radio, another very big um, um, media broadcasting station in the United States and nationally and internationally known. So you can find that on my Facebook page as well. So, I mean, it's just been a lot. I've been getting a lot of um, nonprofit organizations reaching out, people reaching out about the book. I mean, I am surprised. I'm surprised, but not surprised in that I'm surprised that it's it's me getting, like my book getting all this attention. I'm like, who am I? I'm just a little girl from Park Say, you know? So I'm very humbled by that. And at the same time, I'm not surprised because I am a strong believer that God really wants to help children. I think he's sick and tired of seeing the pain and knowing of what happens in the darkness. So I just thank everyone who supported me, like everyone who sent really kind messages on Facebook. I will continue to do this work for the children. It's not about anything else, but bringing these tools to the children. Dr. Shamina Obuchan, Simeon Joseph, a sociologist who believes in maximizing human potential, asserts that in order to do this, we must find ways to help not only our youth, but also the broader public to be more optimistic and comprehend how to escape away from a lot of the negativity that has permeated our culture. He continued by saying that creativity is what gives life and what makes it possible to be positive. When they like or lack a psychological and emotional comfort, People feel constrained in their ability to express their creativity. Because we need to understand that whenever psychological and emotional security is not experienced, 
the human being feels inhibited to express creativity. And creativity is what brings life. Creativity is what allows one to be on a positive level. And that is a normal part of what it means to be human. Human beings need to be creative. They need to harness and divert and, and, and channel all their energies into creating life. Life in all its forms, not only giving human birth, but using the, 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 the inner stretch of their resources for positivity. Joseph added that the person experiences an inner violation that they believe is at odds with their sense of self when their creativity is not supported in an environment of psychological and emotional stability. And as a result, they may rebel, causing harm to themselves, their neighbors and their surroundings. And, and one of the things we need to realize is where this creativity is not reinforced in an environment of psychological and emotional security, the person experiences inner violation, which he or she feels is contrary to their existence. And herein, the person feels destroyed and incomplete and will therefore rebel against a false sense of being. So the rebellion of one who has very little or no sense of psychological and emotional security will result in the violation of oneself, one's neighbors, and one's environment. He believes that as a society, we need to steer clear of a situation in which people believe they are free to express their creativity by wronging themselves, their neighbors, and the environment. In order for positive energies to flow in all of their forms, Joseph questions, how can we enable individuals to internalize their creativity? And that goes from the top to the bottom. Because I believe it is insecurity and emotional instability that allows even persons at the very top political sphere, in the judicial sphere, and as particularly among our policemen, because I find our policemen are becoming more and more inhumane. When people approach policemen or policemen, they must never be seen as a threat to each other. Policemen are our brothers and sisters. The lawyers and the judges in the legal system are supposed to be our support systems to help us to feel secure. So we need to ensure that all these people are because, uh, feel psychologically and emotionally secure so that they can divest their energies into the right directions for the good of us all. Sociologist Simeon Joseph. The voice of the peace workers will continue to be echoed loudly on behalf of the abused and vulnerable. That's according to lead peace worker Atherton Mata. This week marks the 22nd weekly peaceful, patriotic and socially awakening walks through the city of Roseau, highlighting the need for greater action to be taken to protect the most vulnerable and to call for prosecution of those who have been known to abuse minors and the vulnerable. This in conjunction with a number of social concerns that are seemingly suppressed within the society as some of the motivations for this morning's walk. Mr. Mata made it clear that the works will continue and the morale of the workers is high. So I am saying loud and clear, yes, we will continue to present our voices on behalf of all the young children that continue to be abused until all abusers are hauled out by the police and charged. They will have their day in court, but they must be targeted and charged all abusers that's that's part of what we do today and finally today 
Mr. Atherton Mata. House Speaker Joseph Isaac says tougher actions must be taken against members who come into the House with improper motives. He has also spoken out against what he refers to as members who leave the House and go on radio stations and say derogatory things about other members and about the Speaker. He added that a lot of work has to be done on the standings of committees. And again, I want to caution the entire House on certain matters. Honorable members of his House, I listened to a little, a short piece of a radio program in which the chairman of the Public Accounts Committee is actually discussing matters that the Public Accounts Committee has already, like they started discussing. Now, in regards to the Privileges Committee, action can be taken against the member. House Speaker Joseph Isaac and representatives of the Caribbean Financial Task Force are in Dominica to review the systems established to fight money laundering and other financial crimes. As Dominica's status in the fight against money laundering is to be assessed at an international forum in May of 2023, Attorney General Levi Peter hopes that the report will be favorable to Dominica. See if I ever here for the rest of this week. They shall leave. When they leave, they will give an oral initial report. They will return, and then in a short space of time, they will give a first draft of a written report. We as a jurisdiction will have the opportunity to respond to that first draft. Again, we have a timeline within which we have to respond to that first draft. They will take into account our comments and recommendation submissions. They will submit to us a second draft which we will again have an opportunity to respond to as a jurisdiction, and they will thereafter conclude their final uh, report, a mutual evaluation report. That report will be considered at a plenary in May of 2023, that's May next year. At that plenary, the jurisdiction will, of course, be required to, if you will, defend or, 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 um, or position. The report will, will be presented to the, to the plenary, which consists of all of the 24 um, jurisdictions that I've referred to in the Caribbean um, and including Venezuela. They'll be present, IMF, UN, United States, Canada, United Kingdom, France, all these various other jurisdictions. What actually happens is a critique of that report um, on the status of Dominica's uh, anti-money laundering and uh, countering of financing of terrorism and countering of financing of proliferation. Um, report. Peter claims the idea that anyone might suggest that the DLP government has not demonstrated political will in relation to money laundering and other criminal offenses is absurd. The legislation that this government has brought to this House to pass in support of ensuring that money laundering regulations are as tight as they may be is clear for all to see. And indeed, by their own pronouncement earlier, they acknowledge that money laundering and in particular This bill, the Money Laundering Prevention Bill of 2022, is a solid piece of legislation which will go a long way to assisting us going forward. Peter says stiffer penalties will now be imposed for offenses related to money laundering, but many wonder why only now. That is why, Mr. Speaker, towards four of of the, the bill that we are now considering, the Money Laundering Prevention Act, of 2022, at Clause 4, which deals with an amendment to Section 3 of the Parent Act, one will see that it says a person, which would be um, subsection 3 of Section 3 in the, um, the amended um, form, a person who is guilty of an offence under subsection 1 
or subsection 2 is liable, A, on summary conviction to a fine, fine not exceeding $500,000 and to imprisonment for a term not exceeding seven years if he is a natural person, and a two, a fine not exceeding $5 million if he is a body corporate, and B, talks about the final conviction on indictment. If one looks at the substantive uh, piece of legislation, one will see that at section three, as it currently stands, it simply says a person who is guilty of an offense under subsection one or two, an offense, no reference to summary, is liable on conviction to a fine not exceeding $5 million and to imprisonment for a term not exceeding 10 years. So that's only dealing with a person. It doesn't address the corporate person or the legal person, and it doesn't address the issue of summary offenses. Now, one of the, the significance of that latter point, Mr. Speaker, is this, that it is far more difficult and challenging to prosecute indictable offenses. That is to, to say for those who don't understand, understand it. Indictable offenses are triable only in the high court. In other news this afternoon, 24 pounds of cannabis with an estimated street value of $144,000 was seized at the General Post Office in Antigua on Monday, August 22nd. The Police and Customs Department conducted a joint drug operation at the main postal service and discovered the controlled substance hidden inside three separate cardboard boxes. The substance was taken to the police station as further investigations are on the way. And with just a week left until student loan payments are expected to resume in September, millions of Americans may see thousands of dollars of relief coming from the White House. President Biden is expected to announce Wednesday that the government will forgive up to $10,000 in federal student loan debt for Americans making less than $125,000 a year. Chief White House correspondent Nancy Cordes reports from Washington. What it means in the short term is that tens of millions of Americans will see their student loan debt cut in half or eliminated altogether. This is a move that some are going to hail as historic. Others will slam as an inflation increaser. And that is the reason it took this president so long to make it. Months of uncertainty are over. President Biden is expected to announce today that the government will forgive up to $10,000 in federal student loan debt for Americans who make less than about $125,000 a year. Americans like Dara Zucker. I'd like to see the $10,000 go away. Dara borrowed $40,000 to get her degree. She's been making payments since she graduated in 2016. But with all that interest, she's barely made a dent. I think it is predatory of colleges and schools to go after kids who may not have ever had any understanding of how finances work. The president has been feeling the political pinch from both sides of his own party, with some progressives pushing to wipe out student debt altogether. Right now, student loan debt is holding back people who are trying to buy homes. It's holding back people who are trying to start small businesses. It's even holding back people who want to start families. But some Democrats in battleground states and many Republicans warn of unintended consequences. I worry that we say to colleges, charge whatever you want, we're going to forgive the loan. Canceling student debt would also be grossly unfair to the Americans who worked hard for years to pay off their loans. Today's moves won't apply to students who are about to take out loans. 
that's the challenge here is that you potentially might spend $360 billion of taxpayer money. At the end of the day, you haven't altered the trajectory of college costs for millions of American families that are going to be going to college in the future. That is a tougher problem to solve, but progressives argue, at least for now, this move helps to level the playing field. President Biden is also expected to announce today he is extending the pause on federal student loan payments for another few months. That's the pause that has been in place since the start of the pandemic. And that's the midday news. But first, a recap of our headlines. Economist Dr. Thompson Fontaine laments Dominica's economy has gotten worse in 2022 as compared to 2021 and will progressively continue to worsen in the coming years. 24 pounds of cannabis with an estimated street value of $144,000 seized at the General Post Office in Antigua. And President Biden is poised to forgive up to $10,000 federal student loan debt for millions of Americans making less than $125,000 a year. The news is brought to you. Compliments, Courts Dominica Limited. I am Kimberly Benjamin. the 